is uh, Chat Hazard. We're your host, Rob Matanoe, and today is a bit of a somber episode, or a bit of a down episode, because uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but uh, our childhood it can't stop dying for more than five minutes. It's pretty upsetting. Uh, first, we uh, first we lost Kevin Conroy to, what was it, pancreatic cancer? Something like, Something like that, yeah. I don't know exactly what it was. We lost Kevin Conroy not that long ago, and then even recently, we lost uh, another big figure in our childhood. We lost Jason David Frank, and we lost him at the age of 49, and I think Kevin Conroy at age 66, but we lost uh, Jason David Frank since he was one of the biggest. Yeah. Like, and, dude, this month is, meant, is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. Like... It's it, it it was one. It was, it's it, it's a terrible time for him to have picked to go. It's really unfortunate. Like, man, like if if this if him passing doesn't show you like or doesn't tell people like the the state of mental health, I don't know what will. I really don't. Because um, mm-hmm. you know the conversation came up back when uh. Chester uh, Bennington, the well, lead singer yeah. for Linkin yep. Park, had passed. He had also committed to it. Um, the whole conversation. At, and Even though, like, there's a huge outpouring for we need to promote, like, you know, awareness for it and we need better for men in general. I, I it's still not there yet. Like, not no, even. It's nowhere near close. There, I feel like there has been almost nothing done for it. Um, but yeah, we're going to kind of talk about, you know, the impact that these guys have had in the industry and, and in our lives particular, because we're, uh, we're narcissistic like that. Going to give our opinions. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a little sick. <laughs> oh, <Same> me too. <laughs> oh, oh. oh yeah. We're going to leave that in. Um, Thankfully, I have a mute button on my headset, so you won't hear me cough much. Hopefully, You're using hopefully. your fucking microphone, but okay. Um, all yeah. right, now that the real show can begin. All right, <laughs> let's the, let's the real show begin. Uh, I guess we'll start with uh, Kevin Conroy. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's no, uh, no surprise that we all heard him for the first time as. Batman for the animated. So, yeah, that was literally my first exposure to any like superhero. Like, well, I mean, okay, I might have seen like Super Friends like late at night once, but like wasn't really into it. But that was like the first real like, like, like this is the kind of world that like you know comic heroes and superheroes uh, inhabit. And that was like it was like a huge thing for me. I mean, that, that's kind of why like I I kind of um lean more towards DC stuff just because that was like the first thing that I really got into. Like Batman was the kind of like the first part of that, for me. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, Super Friends. That was uh that that's like a very vague memory. The <laughs> the thing that always stood out to me, especially from the animated series, was uh, Mister Freeze episode. Mm, mm-hmm. That was my first exp- like for my first big memory of not only just Kevin Conroy's Batman, like because. But also like a like kind of like deeper storytelling in a kids' cartoon. Yeah, like you, we got shown a villain that wasn't just like you know 
Ha-ha, I'm going to go blow up the bank because I'm a bad guy. Ha-ha, oh, yeah. mustache twirling. <laughs> it was like, no, my wife is sick and I don't yeah. know how to cure her. So I'm going to put her in a state of, you know, like infinite stasis. And I'm going to go do everything I can to, to find her cure. And it's just, and that means breaking the law, like entirely. And it, they made that character so sympathetic. And with Kevin Conroy voice. Batman, he could tell that he had empathy for him. Like, you yeah. knew that he had to stop him. He d It didn't mean that he didn't understand. Like, I don't know how they were able to convey that so well with his voice acting and with the way they animated the show. He must have had done the voicing for the, like, the episodes. They must have recorded their voices before the animation because they definitely animated to uh, their voice acting. You can tell. Yeah, interesting thing. I, I had seen a, uh, or I listened to a uh, podcast interview with Kevin Conroy like a couple months back, and like he was like a trained like a like a like theater actor. Like like that was like his whole thing. Like you know, like he he did like Hamlet, Shakespeare, all that stuff. And um, I forgot what it was exactly. Like someone approached him to try like, uh, oh, you want to like we have a thing for a uh, an animated series of uh, Batman, and like he was like a. Uh, his only exposure to Batman was the, the Adam West series. So he was like, I don't know if I want to play something that's kind of like cheesy. And they're like, no, trust us. This isn't going to be like that. This is, we, we love that stuff, but this is a whole new direction for, uh, for Batman on screen. And then that, like the rest is kind of history. Like he just went at it. Like, like he was doing like a, like a play, like a theater play. And like, like they just like, like he killed I, it with that audition. I think what he said was, uh, God, cause there was somebody who, who created Batman? It was like Steve Ditko, right? I don't know for sure. I don't know. I mean, I'd have to look. <laughs> you would think I would know this off the top of my head. I'm kind of brain. I should look up who created Batman. <laughs> Bob Kane, Bill Finger. Steve Ditko did Marvel. I'm sorry. Right, yeah, I knew it was two guys for Batman. I didn't know what their names were. It was Bob Kane and Bill Finger. So apparently Bob Kane and Bill Finger were inspired by this old uh, to write Batman the way which is essentially like how he was portrayed in the end. Apparently, which movie? I, it's a, I don't remember what the movie I, I know they were inspired by, as far as the Joker, by a movie called The Man Who Laughs. And I know that's where a lot of the, uh, uh, like the kind of traits for the Joker came from. But I, I didn't know where like the like their idea for Batman came from. Let's see. I know Kevin Conroy in the interview said that it was inspired by it. <laughs> we will we will look it up and we'll try to see if we can post it later in the Discord, which by the way, if you want to yeah. Discord. Um catch all this stuff. But I remember he was in, being interviewed, Kevin Conroy, and he said that there was an old movie that he had saw that he inspired by portray Batman in that. And it turned out that the people who created Batman were also inspired to make Batman that same way by that same movie. And hmm. I think it's kind of crazy that he he came across that and felt that same way about that like that piece of entertainment and felt that he into Batman and I think that's part of the reason why his Batman is probably the most comic book accurate 
still to this day. Yeah. If not the best version of Batman, because like that is it, like the animated series Batman is the antithesis of what Batman is. He's not just a dark brooding guy who beats the hell out of people. He's also a detective, problem solver. He's also compassionate. And he's very kind hearted and he's very thoughtful. Like he doesn't have the answer to everything, but he damn yeah. well is gonna try. I hate and if he doesn't, then he'll beat the crap out of people. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> I really hate the fact that we had, uh, you know, I, we have a lot of comic books and stories that are written of Batman that like tout him as this like almost omnipotent like figure. Like you can never outwit him, and it's like no, Batman's human. He can be outwitted. The thing is, he knows how to how he knows how to recover from that. He knows how to turn around and use it to advantage. Still, have him on on his. Um, if you guys ever take a chance or want to read like a really good comic book run uh, that that exemplifies that, you should read uh Scott Snyder's. No related to Zach, um, Scott Snyder's Greg Capullo's uh, his long lost uh, twin brother. <laughs> oh no, Scott Snyder is a great fucking writer. He's got no relation to him. Funny. Um, and then the, and the artwork by Greg Capullo for this comic is amazing. It's called the Court of Owls and the Night of Owls. There's That's the one I've heard a lot about. Uh, Those are the has that, that hasn't been adapted into anything has yet, has it? Like any game or series? No, they, ki- they kind of tried to adapt it for Gotham Knights. They brought the Court of Owls. Oh, that's where I heard it. Okay, that's, but then I heard that was kind of a, a hot mess, too, that game. Yeah, that game is not great. But, like, if you want, like, a really good, like, more recent story of Batman, you should read Court of Owls. That is a very good short run. And anything written by Scott Snyder of Batman is pretty great. Like, he understands the character. Him and Greg Capullo very much understand the character. And his clothes yeah. and everything around him. But like, it it's crazy because when people talk about uh, how, because I, I have I have a few friends that don't like Batman. They're like, oh, he's a he's a creep. Like he he's weird. Like he's got you know drama and stuff like that. Why why do you think he like brings kids in to fight with him on the streets, putting kids in danger? Oh, well, you, really? The things the things I usually hear is like, oh, Batman's overrated. I was like, that too. I mean, he gets shown a lot, but I mean, I don't think he's overrated. I mean, he can't. He, he he's overplayed. I think he's overexposed. Yeah, oh, overexposed, overplayed. Yeah, but overrated feels like, like, um, you know, is not is not like living up to like whatever quality. But I think most Batman things are pretty pretty high quality. Well, there, again, there are some comic book runs. Like I have issues with Frank Miller's The Dark Knight. Like, mm-hmm. I love the Dark. Oh, I love, really? Wow! That's, I that's love I love the Dark Knight Returns. Like I love Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. I think it's a fantastic. But I just don't believe that uh, he really had to. Uh, the reason why I don't like it is because he he shoehorned Superman into an archetype. Superman's not really Superman in that comic book. He is like the uh, caricature. He's like of, a, of, of, of he's the, like uh, like a a world police kind of guy, right? Like yeah, he's like of, like the, of like the American world police. Like, yeah, like he's yeah. the American policeman. Like, and I don't like that for Superman because Superman's. My favorite hero out of DC. Um, yeah. And everybody complains about him, how he's boring, he's basic. I hate <laughs> him. People said the same thing about John Cena, but he was like one of the greatest of all time. Excuse I, yeah. me. Dude, when John Cena came back, I remember he came back and he was like, y'all are Robert excited. Robert he's, he's losing him. <laughs> no, but uh, did, uh, when did he come back? It was uh, when we went He was to, gone. Uh, I, so I, I didn't know well, he, he left for a while. No, no, yeah, he he did leave for a while. Uh, he he had other side projects. He was um, 
God damn it. What was oh, he like doing? He was, he was doing, yeah, he was doing a couple of movies, but uh, the thing was... Hey, so um, when he first started, didn't he start off as kind of like a heel? No, like, not really. When he first first came on, I thought he like that was kind of like he was like kind no, of like like I mean, talking people and like no no uh so like back in the early two thousands no or mid two thousands no he was a thug like he had like the no, economics thing going for him no if you if if you watch like uh, his actual like uh, de- debut was just. Uh, he, he was just a basic uh, nobody. Uh, he he went out to challenge Kurt Angle, and Kurt Angle was just that. like, yeah, he was just like, well, who the hell are you? Well, what do you think you got? And then you know he was just like ruthless aggression, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then, um, but um, you know the uh, with the thing with uh, with the wrestling in general is that uh, you have to uh, fit a character mold that people can get behind, and he just didn't have one for the longest time. But whenever he made that uh, that Thugonomics character, that's whenever he started to have you know more of a more of a character and a uh, um, a heel role because like that 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 was something that people really you know really hated him for, and then he became a heel, and then it just he had the mixture oh, of that. He did and, have a heel face for a little while, right? That's yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's yeah. what I remember. I think that's what I. Maybe I, may, I missed when he first came on, but that's like my first thing of like that I remember of John Cena, like him being that kind of. But yeah, his his uh, like uh, his top, uh, you know, uh, the 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 rise to to where he got to his focal point was like uh, he was basically you know a marquee name for for a good while, dude. Yeah. Like you know he was everywhere, and the thing is, um, I feel like he kind of took a, up the space that the the Rock left behind when he went, started going into movies, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. Like but, not uh, like replacing the rock, but like having someone that's that kind of like well, big energy. Well, yeah, because he he was very marketable because yeah. uh, you know not only was he was he a big guy, but he he also had you know everything else. He was he, he was just marketed really well, and um, a, a lot of people uh, didn't like him for you know re- uh, reasons like he didn't have uh, a lot of moves. But arguably, it's been said that like some of the all-time greatest didn't have a lot of moves either stone cold just had a, th- a thes press and a stone cold stunner that was it the rock just had a people's elbow on the rock bottom that was it triple a yeah undertaker you know uh he over the years like he would have a couple of new moves but he would just do the same thing over like, and over like the most of the, like i think of with tombstone chokeslam are like the two two ones yeah. that i think of yeah yeah pretty much but um uh, but the thing is, like, it's uh, if it, it, for, for me, it just became uh, too much of the same thing. Like, I think it's it's all about how someone's written in. It's all about how how things happen. And uh, saying that uh, that Superman is boring uh, is is almost like the same thing as like saying uh, John Cena just kept on winning and winning. There you go. I was like, where's this tying back to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, I got you. Yeah. But uh, I think it's all about uh, you know how it's written. Like if uh, if Superman can go through through all uh, the the difficult things and and overcome it all, and then have some of the most uh, um, some of the most important decisions lay on his lap, and then have have difficulty making those decisions, like that's that's what kind of makes him human. In, in in that aspect yeah like he's got superpowers but you know they he j- just like anybody else like they come to a crossroads where they're just like what do i do and then they learn from that yeah
Yeah. Um, sorry, I was having a coughing fit. Thank you for taking over. Oh, man. Oh, shit. But yeah, it just like... I lost train of thought of this conversation. Um... Okay. And we were talking about oh, we, uh, we were talking the personification about- of Batman and how Kevin Conroy kind of brought that up. Yeah. And we were talking about how uh, people don't know a good thing until it's gone. Like, people like constantly really complained about Henry Cavill. Why didn't they want so, did you like him? As, I know you didn't like the movie, but did you like him as Superman? Or I like all- I, I did. I did. Yeah, because like, well, uh, yeah, I know he wasn't big on the that portrayal of Superman, but I didn't know if you liked him, him like Cavill himself as Superman. I I do. I personally do. I I, yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't I don't think there, there 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 will be anybody else to fill those shoes because like so my most favorite scene, even though the Justice League wasn't like the greatest movie, my my the dude like uh, my favorite scene was just when the Flash was trying to run behind him. Oh, and he just and, like looks at him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's following him, and even even uh, Barry's just staring like, "What the fuck? He can see me!" Yeah, like, like, out. <laughs> like that that is my favorite scene. I still think they did my voice. Well, I mean, they did. They really did, and I hate it because the actor who played him did a fantastic job. My boy, didn't they like treat him like 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 in production wise treat him like, like crap shit on set? Yeah, they absolutely treated him, and that's upsetting. That is like, oh man, I forgot about that. So it's just like going back to <coughs> Jason David Frank Power Rangers. They were treated like shit on set too. Oh yeah, I heard a lot of like, for that, that first group where like him. Uh, I, I didn't even know about that. Uh, yeah, and I think they got paid like Jack like like a hundred dollars a week or something like that. They got like, paid fucking more. nothing for it, and that's why uh, the original Red Ranger and uh, the original Yellow Ranger left after the first season. They got replaced. <laughs> yeah, they, they went yeah. and said, "Hey, we want to get paid uh, on wages," and they said, "Fuck uh, you, we'll find someone else." And that's when they got. Uh, they, yeah, Adler. they did. Yeah. yeah, they got Johnny Young Bosch and uh, oh, also the oh, uh, but I mean to be man. fair, Johnny Bosch, I I love that guy. Yeah, they actually they play, replaced three of them. It was Johnny. It was uh, the original Black Ranger, the Red Ranger, and I think the Yellow Ranger. If I remember. Correctly. Yeah. And you know, oh, and uh, the guy who played Billy, the Blue Ranger, he got harangued for being gay. They yeah, I harassed him, and apparently, I don't know how true this is. Apparently, even his co-host harassed him but there was no mention of oh his his co 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 cast members i didn't even i didn't even know about all that dude it was a terrible time like for for something that we grew up loving they they had a terrible time yeah i mean like as a kid i mean you're never you're not gonna think about anything but you just see the you know what's on tv and like that's cool and stuff and like yeah it's not till you're older and you kind of go back and and find out that stuff it's like man that like it was a really shitty situation for but even despite that, I mean, he like like just different. Really loved that character and that whole uh, like, that whole community. That yeah, whole band. yeah. And and I, and I I I've told some of my coworkers like even to this day, he was always doing Comic Con stuff and uh, just he was always out and about doing random things. And it, yeah. it always it always involved uh, you know him as the uh, the Green or uh, or White Ranger doing autograph signings yeah pop pop figures whatever whatever it is like he was he was always promoting that i 
I wish I had more knowledge <laughs> on this man. I know somebody. Have on, uh, but he he was a ranger for a long time. He went from Mighty Morphin to he yeah he came back and did a lot of like anniversaries. Not even stuff just with the Power Rangers stuff. thing. He was also in Turbo. He, he did, oh yeah he was, yeah he was in Zeo like I think as he played ranger. like a like a mentor role in some in one some seasons like where he'd come back and like kind of like yeah. mentor the newer Rangers. Like he yeah. was always part of the Power Rangers. In fact, it was I think it was either this year, it was this year that he said that he was finally hanging up his mark. That he was he has to let go of the of of this childish thing. And it's like, dude, this isn't childish. This this is like your legacy. This is like what we grew up on. You are the you are the embodiment of what it means to be a power ranger. I know that sounds True. really fucking silly to say, but like, he, he I guess it depends on how exactly. Like, like I could understand it if it's like the kind of thing where, like, you know, uh, like like uh, he wants to be known for other things. Like, because sometimes they'll get pigeonholed into those roles and like they don't get to like escape that kind of like. Yeah, I think he enjoyed it for a while, but I don't know if that was like the reason he was not wanting to to be as involved as much or like 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 he got like typecast as like the like young like uh like uh hero lead and stuff and he didn't get like he didn't really get any other roles that then no one really knew him for much besides uh luke skywalker until he did the joker so i can understand something like that if if that's where he was coming from yeah, nobody I mean, nobody said that about uh, Lou Ferrigno though. Like with him being like the the one of the first like on screen Incredible Hulks. Like I think he's the first on screen Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Some of them, you know, some of them like are like cool. Yeah, this is me. And some of them I get like they, you know they want to branch out and do other things too. It, I guess I don't know what like what his mentality was for uh, for that. But you said that he was hanging up the 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 morpher as he said. <laughs> And now, like, I want to go through and watch everything that I'm probably going to do. Like, today, later today, I'm probably going to watch the first Mighty Morphin Fire Rangers. <laughs> yeah, I saw it not too long ago, like, and it's... I think that one holds up better than the second one. The I second have... one is when they, they, they tried to cram a lot of CGI, and it just looks like garbage. <laughs> yeah, even... With I Ivan Ooze and all that. <laughs> That's not the second one. But that's not the second one. That's the first one. Oh god. Okay, then that's the, <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, that the effects in that don't hold up. Like, I, Honestly, but you know, I think for, it's still for the time. The effects in that movie are yeah, actually not yeah. too bad. Yeah, like they could have been worse. They could have been a Yo, lot worse. Stop. Sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I wanted more ice cream. My God, dude. <laughs> What, what I, was that? No, the the no the the cats are just being assholes right oh, now. Okay. <laughs> Don't cut that. I, I mean, do do I ever cut anything? Um, <laughs> True. But yeah, no, it just it, it's crazy to think about him and Kevin Conroy and how much they really shaped like. Yeah, because it's the same time. Like that's both early nineties, like uh, like media that they were part of. You know, like so it's. It's not like um, you know someone from the '80s died. Someone from the doesn't like they were both in that same like where they they gained their you know the like fame from from kids like us you know yeah and it At just time. like I know we're bouncing back and forth between the two of them going no that's fine to, going back to Conroy like I the way he dude he expertly was able to portray Batman even when he was part of the joke I don't understand how he was. Able navigate that with all the 
different kinds of like, characters that. Yeah, I mean, he was. That's why I say it goes back to his because uh, he was a, a theater actor, so he he uh, he acted with you know a lot of like a like a whole ensemble. So I think he was like right at home with that, you know. I guess so, like because it because it shows like he. Yeah. I'm not saying that nobody else on that on that cast or that voice cast didn't do well as well. It's just Kevin. No, was, but he was a, a Juilliard. Uh, that's the like the acting school in New York. That's like the like the most prestigious one in the yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. So that's where he he graduated from. Damn. Fantastic. Fantastic. And he even got to play old Bruce Wayne in a live action. I didn't know that. Wait, what? Yeah, he I played, didn't know that either. He played an old Bruce Wayne in a live action. I don't know what live action it was, but it was... Okay, I gotta look that up now. I, I, I mean, I, I believe I just want to see this, because I, I had no idea that even was a thing. And of course, he was the voice of, of Batman in the Arkham series. If you've never played mm-hmm. the, the Arkham series of Batman, the games, you owe yourself to go play through them. <laughs> play through uh, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and uh, Arkham Knight. They are fantastic games, and him and Mark Hamill reprising their roles for both of those characters are. Oh, he was on uh, <laughs> this is the Crisis on Infinite Earth or Earth Part Two. Is that one of the CW shows? I think. Yeah, that's they one of the CW that. shows. Damn, I'm gonna have to go watch that now. I'm gonna have to go watch that just because because he's in it. I didn't realize they had him as old Bruce Wayne. That's fucking cool. That is so cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the the thing in the Discord this this clip. <laughs> I uh, I also people haven't really talked about it, but he also was Bruce in the Batman Beyond series, and he was the, great there too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did. Yeah, he he played the same character. He was basically you know the same character, just older. But he did a good job of like kind of moving into the mentor role in that one too. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And then doing the the voices for, for him in the movie. You guys have never watched uh, the animated movie Public Enemy, Man versus Batman. That's a good one. Uh, when did that come out? Uh, two thousand and nine. Okay, no, I don't think I. I think I was thinking of the. I remember the, the world's finest one that that TV one that used to, used to play on Toonami a lot, where it was Batman and Superman and that. I'd, yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't watch uh, watch a lot of uh, uh, superhero com- uh, comic cartoons uh, back in the day. Get out. No, I'm just <laughs> Honestly, you owe yourself to go back and watch the anime series. Those ones hold it. Yeah, the 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 DC uh, animated series from the '90s and 2000s. Those ones were like, to me, there's those are still the best ones. Like, and I know that's partially nostalgia talking, but no, the, it's dude, it's fantastic writing. Also, in the animated series, Bob uh, is where you see the birth of Harley Quinn. Not her actual birth, but you know, like. <laughs> the character. Oh my god! <laughs> I felt like Robert was like, <laughs> yeah, that's where that's where she was created. She was created by uh, Aldini. So, oh, she hadn't been in the comics before that. I didn't know she that. She did not exist until the animated. Interesting. And she's almost like I. I feel like she's almost like basically like third as far as a uh, notable DC characters at this point behind Batman and Joker. Like. Yeah, no, she's become uh, a staple. She was meant to be just kind of like a, a not a throwaway character, but she was supposed to be in like an episode or two, and that was it. She was supposed to be like the comic relief for uh, the Joker. 
in a sense. Like she was supposed to, he ended up being the straight man in their little pairing. I don't know if you remember that, but she always got on his nerves. Yes, yeah. He was always trying to win his favor. But yeah, she didn't. Oh yeah, she didn't exist until the animated series. Yeah, she was created by Paul Dini and, and Bruce, and for the series, like you said, that's crazy. I had no idea. I thought, I thought, you know, I knew. Uh, I thought she was like from the comics, but like from not too long ago. Like I was like, oh, maybe she's like a late '80s comic character. Like not, not like with the same uh, history as Joker. But that's cool. I didn't, I didn't realize that they were. Oh yeah, no, fairly new. It's the same thing with uh, a lot of people thinking that Miss Marvel is an old character. Marvel was like created as a Oh, I, I didn't know that. I thought she was like mid 2000s. I remember you told me that she's been around like a little bit, but not, not that long. He has not been a lot around for very long. Yeah. He's a very young, very new character. Crazy. But yeah. Oh, also, he was a, he played a one-off like parody of himself in the Venture Brothers. Uh, he played a, <laughs> a character really? called Captain Sunshine, who, and they they really lean in lean into like uh, him having like young boy like war. You should see. Oh, you don't have to even see the rest of the Venture Brothers. Oh, uh, you should see that clip from the from that show. It's it's pretty good. He sounds different though. He doesn't sound like him. So, like he like his voice is a bit different. Like he like so it doesn't just sound like oh that's Batman. Like that was the other that? thing I was gonna bring up in the animated series know that he's actually doing two different kinds of voices for batman and bruce yeah very, yeah he talked about it too in the in the uh I interview I, that. I didn't realize how slight of like how different it's subtle it's, it's not like crazy but difference. yeah like it's, he talked about like uh oh, what was it that like the way he went about talking was like uh like as as a uh, bruce wayne like you know like talking like as if you know like like a socialite would like like that kind of like a slight sophistication to it and, and stuff and then with batman like that kind of like more direct but like still kind of like uh lower kind of like a uh tempo to his voice like it was really interesting like i'll send you the uh the podcast that he did interview on he talks a lot about that put it in the discord yeah I'll, i can do that he left a left a big whole thing of Behind. Now I want to. I want to. I haven't watched every single. Makes me want to play Arkham Knight again. I just might. That's that's on my top to play list. Dude. I've I've always wanted to play it. Have you played Arkham City, uh, Arkham Asylum? No. Oh my god. If you haven't picked them up. Uh, you really do feel like a, a badass as Batman. Like once you get like the combos down and everything and how Yeah. Like I am a huge fan of stealth and being able to sneak around. Cuz I, I used to love playing the Splinter Cell games. Like Chaos Theory was like my favorite Splinter Cell game and then they released What was the one? I think it was conviction, <laughs> and they like kidnap the main character's daughter and stuff, and you have to go find her. And you go like, okay, I I love this the old Splinter Cell. Their health in it. Oh, sorry, I was looking at these. What about Splinter Cell? Splinter Cell? I just I love stealth games. 
Oh, mm. Are you? I never play those games. I always saw like I used to watch the reviews of them on uh, X Play, and they always looked really cool. But I I literally never played uh, any of those games. That's fair. I I I specifically I played Chaos Theory, which I played co-op with uh, my friend Scott all the time. When we'd get together, play guitar, like practice the guitar, then play Guitar Hero, then we'd play Splinter Cell, and then I would play Conviction. I picked up Conviction back when it. Okay, but Ar- the Arkham series of video games make you feel like Batman. Like they 100% capture what it's like. The Dark Knight for the part. Definitely recommend it. Yeah. I just, I can't. This is why, going back to Jason David Frank, this is why, I don't know if you had noticed, guys, I had <laughs> posted a little, a click up on your home. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, just like the thing with, uh, like, Tristan, and then, like, what, like, a day before... Like at least in his case, like he was like like smiling like with his family pictures, and the next day like he killed himself. Like I don't know what was going on with him, but like it just like how quickly your uh, you know frame of mind can change when you're you're suffering like from you know depression or anything like that is like is. I don't think it it really changes your state of mind. I think it's a continuous state of mind up until the end. No, it and, is. It is, and 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 I and I think it's it's more. Uh, I think it it proves that the uh, that the typical uh, you know just uh, stop bitching and get over it never works. It, it, dude, it's never. Worked. Oh yeah. In fact, it, that that kind of mindset and that teaching, like the way we were, like, no offense to like our parents or anything, because they did a great job raising us. But like my dad had a hard time, like opening up and he really like he he realized that he needed to be more open with it saw how i was getting he was pushing me to be more open and y'all know how that all went down you know fighting mm-hmm. arguing and eventually he he finally opened up and it pushed me to finally be i've been about just like because yeah. you're, you're taught because like i was taught by my grandpa by my my uncles you know like why are you like man you, up yeah, why are you crying, man? Basically. Also, you're stupid. Don't worry about it. You're too dumb to know what that would like to be upset. Like, I literally got told that a lot. You're too dumb to be angry. You're really? Too dumb to be sad, yeah. Yeah. It's like, kind of fuck, tell a fucking like, eight-year-old. Thanks. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, not to throw my family under the bus, but nope, nobody's perfect, right? They, no, we all have, I mean, everyone's <laughs> got those things in your family, like, just... I never got told that at home, thankfully. Like I never got told that by my mom or my yeah. father. Like, fantastic. Verify that. I don't want anybody coming for me. <laughs> my mom, when she listens to this episode. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, it. it's a shame. Because I saw an interview of somebody talking about how they had missed a phone call from him. From Jason David Frank. And oh really? He, and he hadn't because he was in the middle of doing something, and by the time he tried to call him back, he didn't pick up. And I think it was, it was that day that he, had, and he just he was kicking himself. He's like, I wish I had picked up the phone. I wish I had stopped what I was doing. Picked up the phone because maybe he. Man, that's crazy. And it's like I feel that I understand. I I understand that man's pain, but you can't. He can't put that on himself. He didn't know. 
Yeah. And, you know, Jason David Frank is much older than us. And he came from that generation of suck it up and don't talk about it. And yet still, I mean, like, really, like, not that old still, though. No, not that old at all. 49. Um, he's like, he's just a couple years older than my brother, <laughs> which is pretty crazy, like, thinking about it. Yeah. But did you guys know that he started something called the Power Ranger Project? He would tra- no, he no. traveled the United States going and supporting smaller mom and pop comic book shops. That's cool. Yeah. Making sure that they, they stayed open. He like he understood the value and strength of like comic books. He just he kept putting so much good back out into the world, just like Chester did. Like they constantly kept putting good out in the world. I, and you know, people now are starting to understand why because of the way. Same thing with Robin Williams. We'll go back to that too. Robin Williams as well. Mm, yeah, he put so much good out into the world, with not with just like like the movies he did, but, but he took care of people. And it was because he had that he had that in him. Behind that smile, behind the mask, he, he had they had demons. Yeah, I think it's really important for people to understand that we all have those. We all have demons. And that uh, therapy is not something that you should think is bad. Like be ashamed of or yeah. feel like you failed at yeah. something. Or, Even if yeah. you have nothing wrong with you, you can benefit from therapy. I promise you. Just like yeah. we get our bodies checked out at the doctor, you know, uh, our hearts, our lungs, our stomachs, everything, kidneys, you know, make sure that they're okay. Going to the therapist is getting. Like, yeah, literally out. every part of your body like is can benefit from a checkup like your, I, from your your mind to your body like anything you know about a month ago i saw a uh, a post on instagram from diamond dallas page uh he jumps into to an ice bath and says uh if you don't take time for your wellness you'll be forced to take time for your illness that's, that's pretty pretty like good quick to the like point like kind of kind of way to go about it yeah i mean that's part of the reason why like <laughs> I've changed my diet. Like I'm it's so hard to not eat takeout anymore, and I cook at yeah. home because, like, it's I can't I can't do it. I I literally had uh, I literally had Jack in the Box a few nights ago. I finally broke it. Said so I'm gonna get some Jack in the Box, and I ended up getting oh, food. I like shit. I know I not just felt like I got food poisoning from it. I spent all day Saturday. Which Jack in the Box? The one right next to me off of uh, 410 Star Oof. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, dude, I had, I got food poisoning. I spent the whole day while trying to work from home, just sitting on the toilet, shitting my brains out. Like every five minutes. I hadn't had that in a minute. I hadn't had that in a minute. And, you know, I just, it, re- it reaffirmed to me that I really need to cook at home. Because as soon as I yeah. like, I went and got some home remedies, and I made myself a little like, even in the like, so ramen is not good for you, right? Ramen is pretty bad. The it, ramen, it's pretty salty. <laughs> it's pretty salty. So if you're gonna have it, have it when you're sick, because that's all it's really good for. <laughs> and I made myself. Wait, they had ramen the other day. <laughs> well, that or if you're on a budget. If you're on a budget, ramen is fine. You're on a budget. Oh, I had like ramen from a, a shop. Oh, you mean like packaged ramen? Okay. Packaged ramen. Gotcha. Packaged ramen. Like ramen from a shop is a whole nother. That shit's fucking. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but you, uh, 
it's just it's tough man like it's it's tough like mental especially for men's mental health like it's just not taken seriously. i mean look at again hearkening back to like let's, let's talk about will smith let's harken back to will smith you know oh yeah when he found out about you know when jada told him to his face on her podcast or whatever show she was doing that she cheated on him the man was destroyed and everybody made memes out of it even uh, like the problem is even us men are are perpetuating for men's mental health like we made fun of the man yeah and then again with the the slap thing too not that he should have done it but like like when you see the whole thing, like like uh, uh, Chris Rock makes a joke, he laughs, and then he sees that Jada is upset, then he goes up there and smacks Chris Rock, yeah. not because he felt like it, but like because the like all like, all the shit he probably gets put through from from Jada. Yeah, exactly, and like it was a lose lose situation for him, honestly. Like, yes, yeah, there should, was no. He should not have. Done, he should not have hit Chris Rock. I will. I'm gonna emphasize that again. He should not have hit him, but. He he felt he was put in a corner, and he's like, I either go into air quotes defend my woman's honor, or I end up getting bitched at for it later. And he he took the path that he thought was least dangerous for him because I'm pretty sure he's tired of getting getting told shit at home. Because yeah, at the at that point after that, it was pretty obvious that their relationship is not is not healthy. And she's yeah. still not over Tupac, but that's besides the point. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, no, for real. She, that, that bitch is still in love with Tupac, <laughs> and it's fucking annoying. I hate the fact that she's the voice of one of my favorite characters in one of my favorite animated movies. I hate that. I hate it so much. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, like, it's. I don't know. It's tough. Like, and, and like, this this is affecting just every everything in the industry. Like, you can go into wrestling, like, you know, we had you know, uh, uh, China very, not not recently, but China had committed suicide. Who else was it in the wrestling industry that also uh, killed themselves, Bob? There was someone else. Um, there have been several. Uh, <clears throat> I know uh, for the people who uh, who watched ECW back in the day. Um, I know um, Mike Awesome was one that uh, in 2006 who committed suicide and a very creepy um, thing that had happened because like it got revived like in 2005. Uh, there was like a one night uh, special ECW pay-per-view that WWE had uh, had hosted and it was all um, uh, it, it was all uh, booked by Paul Heyman and it was an amazing show. Um and when um, Mike Awesome had a match with Masato Tanaka, and they had one of the greatest like ECW rivalries like ever, like like those those guys like really really uh, took each other to the limit with like legit chair shots to the head and to the back, like you know, like uh, the chair shot to the head that Mike Awesome gives um, Masato Tanaka, you can hear that like echo throughout the through throughout that uh, that venue, like it, it was it was gnarly. <clears throat> But um, whenever uh, Mike Awesome, I, I I'm gonna assume he's about six foot three, uh, two hundred something pounds. He's a big guy, but um, he usually does like uh, uh, you know top rope 
cruiserweight moves and he'll run and he'll do like a like a suicide dive over the top rope like some things that a that a guy his size should not be doing <clears throat> but back in the day um he he got a contract for wcw and left ecw and a lot of people uh were left salty about it even um um the the commentator joey styles who also has a son named harry styles yes the same harry styles that does watermelon sugar high um <laughs> and he uh so when um he, he was not very fond of uh, mike awesome because of that um and when um when he did a suicide dive outside to masato tanaka um you know, uh, this was in the middle of Joey Styles saying, you know, why he, um, why Mike Awesome was was a snob and whatever, what have you. Uh, he does the suicide dive, and you know, on commentary he says, and he does a suicide dive, and it's a shame that he didn't succeed in taking his own life. A year later, he did just that. I don't, I, I don't know if he really meant. You know what he said but it was kind of creepy in in saying you know like you know he he did us wrong back in the day you know he could go to hell but you know i, I and i think it was all for the show i don't think he really meant it but if he did like i'm pretty sure he feels like shit about it because like that that, that that's just kind of creepy and shitty to say on screen and i don't think he would say it on screen if it just wasn't for the show yeah, man, right. I, I I agree. I think it was definitely like I don't I don't imagine that he said that with. Oh man, you wish he. Really, I don't I I don't I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. But that's the. It it's crazy because like, even just trying to talk about it is it, fucking weird. Like, have you? You guys don't have to get super like personal into it, but like you ever actually tried opening it up to somebody outside of our group? Like it's fucking hard for some. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking hard to like just yeah up and yeah right. with some yeah, yeah really know like. And I I didn't realize how hard it was until I started going to therapy. Like when I started seeing my therapist mm-hmm. for the first few for the first few weeks. I really didn't share a whole lot with her. Like he really had to like take a crowbar to the side of me and crack me open. Pry you open. For real. Like she really had to. And and I I I don't hate it, but I, I hate it slash love it. It's like one of those love hate things. She 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 knows me now. She knows me well enough that she can yeah. call me on my bullshit when I'm talking with her. And I hate it, but I also need that. I need that a lot. And it's you know, it's been good. I can't say that therapy was terrible for me. Like the the hardest part about therapy is getting cracked open, spilled out onto the table, and then pretty much told like where you need to improve. Like you're doing this because of that, you're doing this because of that, and you want to argue and come to that realization, oh there, there there there's there's no worse feeling like being like like feeling like somebody's pinning you like a banana and seeing your insides. Like there's no worse feeling. <laughs> yeah. Literally and figuratively. Seriously, yeah. It's funny you say that because I had fucking peeled the banana. <laughs> fucking inhaled it before I started this. Oh my god. Hey, yeah, you take those bananas, boy. Oh yeah, right up the pooper. 
<laughs> That's how you inhaled it. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. But anywho. <laughs> then I'm gonna go do a poo and a goo. Oh my god, don't. Stop, please stop. <laughs> No, but, no. Okay. <laughs> but it just finding out that Jason David Frank is no longer here because is probably some of the most upsetting news I've had since Chester Bennington. Because like Chester, oh, yeah. Chester did a whole so much work. He had a whole like organization that he had built to help with like not just men's mental health but mental health in general. To give people a place to feel belonged, to feel heard, you know? And we still lost him. Like, he was working on trying to make things better for everybody else, but it just goes to show that, like, it, it it's like what you said, Bob. It's a never-ending battle. It's not just, like, a temporary Yeah, feeling. it's not something you, like, all right, I'm over it now. Like, like it, uh, it, it does take uh, a ton of support, and because, like, literally the whole shut up and get over it thing it's uh, that that is is a real you know form of abuse and uh, too many people do it to others oh yeah no uh very recently i had i had kind of opened up to some i had opened up to a friend of mine very recently and they said something along those lines of just like oh like stop being sad essentially yeah stop being sad and i'm just like huh. oh well, I'm not talking to you about this then. Like, I'm never going to talk to you. Um, that's a shame. It's funny how, like, people can still say that. I mean, if you don't know what to say or, you know, like, you, you don't, if that's really how you think, I mean, just don't say, like, oh, well, you know, I, at the very least, like, I hope you get through this or something. Like, just saying, oh, don't stop being sad. Like, that's just such a callous, like, even if you, if, even if you actually believe that, I don't know. Like it just seems like, like just like shit <laughs> to say. Yeah. Like, that, like no matter a, how. That's a terrible way to approach it. Yeah. Like the best thing I think you can do is acknowledge somebody who's feeling that way and just like, sorry, you're going that. This is this is like a tough situation. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to have the answers or anything, but like just like a, a bit you, of empathy instead of just like, oh, you can stop even say that. that. Like I don't know what to tell you, but I can tell you that it is. It's yeah. just gonna be tough right now. Tell me what you need from me. Want to just come and talk to me? Like you, like present yourself in an in an open fashion to whoever is asking for that support, and let them know like you need to talk to me or vent or you want me to just listen like or do you want you know you let them know that whatever they want you provide it if you are able to. And Sorry. Sorry, I was I was gonna say I remember when uh, when Henry and Casey is personal, but I remember when Henry and Casey had uh, you know had their their miscarriage. Uh, I, I it, the thing is like it this was you know not the first, and I had uh, I had said to her, look, I'll never know what that feels like, and I hope I never do. And I know you're tired of uh, of the uh, the whole uh, thoughts and prayers thing, and you feel like that that's yeah. not something that you want to hear. But the thing is, if you ever need somebody to come talk to about anything, like you have somebody in me to talk to, 
it's the you 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 can go uh, go through all the emotions that you're feeling but you don't have to go through it alone i'll be here if you need anything at all and i think she appreciated that more than than anything else you know yeah <clears throat> and i think uh, I, i think something like that is is needed is like whenever people are just you know going through a tough time uh, i i i think um, rather than saying hey it's going to get better cheer up you know let's get ice cream you know but you know more along the lines of hey i'm really sorry that happened but you yeah. know if if there's anything that i could do you know I'm always here. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> It, it's just life is too short, y'all. <clears throat> it's life is too unpredictable, I think. To let people suffer like we are way too social to have people killing themselves because they feel Yeah. That's not that's not cool. <laughs> it's just not cool. Like it's funny that you bring up Henry and Casey because the last time I remember getting that kind of support was when stepdad passed away. You guys stayed an extra I think you guys stayed an extra two nights. I think so, yeah. And like I Casey had no clue what to tell me other than just to let me cry. He held me and I cried. Like I will never, I'd never forget that. Yeah. Because I hadn't up until that. I had kept it all bottled up. Yeah. I had to be. Mm-hmm. People don't realize that it, that it takes the biggest toll on the people who have to be the strong one, you know, quote unquote. They have to present themselves that way. Not saying that my mom and my sister didn't come for me. They did, but in that moment, I needed it. You guys, staying yeah. there was like all that I needed. It was everything I needed. So, like I said, y'all need to check up on your people. If I can tell y'all anything, being sure. a book for for everybody in life that is going through, talk to, and check up on your people. Check up on them. This is this is the winter. This is the you know the the holiday season. This is where seasonal depression kicks in. This is where people really start feeling terrible. Please check up on your homies. I think we'll go ahead and end the podcast on. Yeah. And oh well, we'll end the podcast on this. This is going to be up pretty much on Thanksgiving. You guys have a happy Thanksgiving. Give thanks for the people you have because you do not know and they won't. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And again, check up on your people. Check up on your homies. Take care. Yeah, it can't be said enough. <laughs> yeah, eat good food, play some games, have some fun, some laugh. Guys, take care. Good night. Later. Peace.